Paragon 7 Studios. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Maintenance from CNN.com. Signs of a housing bubble of brood. U.S. home prices have soared to new heights and keep on climbing. Now some researchers and economists are saying they have seen signs of a housing bubble brewing. Home prices are rising faster than market forces would indicate they should and are becoming, quote, unhinged from fundamentals. Ain't that the, the, the truth? According to a new blog post written by by researchers and economists at the Federal Reserve, until recently, the possibility of a bubble wasn't widely supported. But after looking at housing markets across the U.S., the Fed researchers said new evidence is emerging. Our evidence points to abnormal U.S. housing market behavior for the first time since the boom of the early 2000s, the researchers wrote. Reasons for concern are clear in certain economic indicators, which show signs that 2021 house prices appear increasingly out of step with fundamentals. Fundamentals, again, many Americans are still scarred, and I mean literally scarred, by the last housing crash in, in 2007, which was fueled by cheap credit and lax lending standards. Man, I, that makes me feel guilty. That resulted in millions of homeowners owing more on their homes than they were actually worth. But this time, economists said they are worried about a different scenario. Just because home prices are rising wildly does not always mean housing is in a bubble. There are lots of reasons why home prices have risen steadily over the past decade and shot up even more significantly in the last two years, including supply and demand. That means for for like the labor and construction imbalances in the market. And construction costs, which are much higher than interest rates are for a mortgage, the researchers pointed out. So you kind of have a you have a vortex of inflation, meaning that to get to get that crown molding and to get get those hardwood floors, this stuff costs more than it used to cost five years ago. This, the costs are are 50, 60, 70 percent more. So if you're getting if you're getting wood, and I don't know, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a construction person, but if you're paying three dollars a foot for hardwood and now it's and now it's four dollars and 75 cents a foot what's gonna cost more to build a house that has nothing to do with the with the lending and underwriting side but i know this business because i used to before lance day was a healthcare executive and and ran portfolios and and was bringing in close to a billion dollars in risk adjustment stars value-based contracting I regrettably sold the, the 228 arm. I worked for AmeriQuest Mortgage way back in the day. I was making 15 grand some months as a 22-year-old kid fresh out of college. I was driving a, a very nice Volkswagen Passat, lived in a really nice house, was doing very well, doing better than a lot of my friends who, who had gone through accounting and finance. And we would do we would do loans at AmeriQuest Mortgage on stated incomes. You would just say, "Hey, I made I made a hundred grand last year. Okay, put it on the books." People were refinancing houses. Appraisals were higher than they should have been. We were refinancing people's houses one, two, three times. 
and I made a lot of money, and I'm I'm doing my best to do penance for that. I'm I'm doing hail marys. I'm 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 making novena. I'm doing everything that I can to account for for my mistakes and my checkered past by by giving as much money to charity and investing as much in our our young people and education things like that. But around 2006, I was like, man, this is not sustainable. Like I refinanced the boss house three times and I'm going to get my 3,500 in commission for that. So I didn't pull 10 grand out of equity into, into Lance J's pocket. Your house is only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. And we had, we had a recession. We had some, some bad economic times and then your house became worthless. You had a house that you, that you owe 300 grand on it. You can only sell it for, for two twenty. And people started walking away from their houses. People said, man, I'm not, I'm not going to pay into something that I'm a hundred grand upside down on. And we're getting to the same thing now. I'm in Nashville. I'm trying to find a house. And when I first moved here, houses out in the suburb where I live, Hendersonville, uh, and I'm not talking about a mansion. I'm not talking about a six bedroom mansion with a pool and, and trampoline in the backyard and a, and a half acre lot and a picket fence. I'm not talking about the Bel Air mansion where the Fresh Prince was filmed. I'm not talking about the ranch where, where, where J.R. Ewing lived on Dallas. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a regular four-bedroom suburban house. 2,800 square feet. The suburban dream, not not people who are filthy, rotten, rich, but but not people that are necessarily working class, people that are that are middle to upper middle class. Those houses was running for for five, five and a quarter when I moved back and I went to to my realtor. Shout out to Caleb Dossman, my realtor here in, in Nashville. And I was like, man, that's a lot of money to to pay to live in suburban Nashville. And he was just like, look, man. You can do whatever you want. Just understand that the prices are going up. They're not going down. Same house now, $625. A decent condo. You go out to Gallatin. Nice condo, 3,200 square feet, 3,300 square feet. You get into bigger, more plush stuff. Yeah, that's like $750. It's like I'm not, I'm not spending $750 to live in, in Nashville. That's crazy. That's DC prices. That's Seattle prices almost. Those those are prices to live in 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 very large megapolis type cities with with transportation and and all the entertainment all of that stuff. But that's what it costs, and the prices are continuing to go up. Then you throw in gas has gone up, so you have gas that's gone up a dollar to a dollar and a half a gallon. Gas just four months ago around Christmas. Gas was was two 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 thirty nine. Gas is four bucks in Nashville, and it's and and it's and it's much more expensive in many other parts of the country. Now I lived on the West Coast when gas was 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 almost five bucks. So I've seen five dollar gas before, but not not in the South. It shouldn't be four bucks in in Memphis and in Arkansas and in New Orleans and places like that. Or the cost of living is significantly cheaper. Got the Cali, it was it was four with seven bucks for a while. I know that Biden. I'm I don't really talk about the politics stuff with with Biden and all of that because uh, that's just not that's not my lane. 
I understand that Biden is looking to release some of the reserves, so hopefully that will 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 quell gas prices to an extent. But it's not sustainable. Just rent in Nashville has gone up. The average rent has gone up in Nashville for a one bedroom apartment from a thousand bucks to sixteen hundred bucks. And these houses and housing gets more expensive and gas is more expensive. They say inflation is seven, eight bucks, but that's before gas shot up. That's before you had to go out and buy a house and you're trying to get financing from Chase Bank. You know, buy maybe a, a, a half million dollar house. You got a you got a hundred grand, hundred and fifty grand to put down. You you saved up your money. You feel like you've done well. And you're financing the other three fifty. Some spanky from Boston comes in. They sold their house is worth one point three million, and they come in. They're like, "Oh, five hundred grand. We'll be here tomorrow with cash." So the housing market is great for the sellers. It's great for the developers. It's great for the real estate agents. They're cleaning up. They're making those M's. But the regular person has to finance. Most of their loan, if not, if the, the days of putting 5% down, those, those days is over. You're going to get a decent house. So is it sustainable? Does it really make sense to spend seven or $800,000 to live in Nashville? And then I, I have friends that live in other parts of the country. Houses are costing in the Pacific Northwest up into $1.2, $1.3 million for a regular house. I'm not talking filthy, rotten, rich people. I'm talking about regular middle-class people at some point you're going to have a diminishing return and and what's going to happen people bought houses so let's say you bought a house here in nashville you bought it for 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 350 375 now it's appraised for 550 now if you sat on that money or you pulled the money out and you put it into something that generates interest then that might be a smart business move but we know how people roll man people gonna pull that money out they're gonna go and cop a, a beamer they're going to put that money out. They're going to start a record label. They're going to put that money out and put it into something stupid. That's a diminishing return financially. Now people are like, oh, well, you know, you just bought a G-Wagon and you got, you got the, you got the Galanda cast. Galanda cast, read IRS section 179. Get yourself a good accountant. The Galanda cast is 100% tax write-off. You, if you think that Lance J would be doing that if it wasn't a 100% tax write-off. You you are wildly incorrect. So I, I have a good accountant and made a good business decision for marketing that either I'm going to give that money to Uncle Sam or I'm going to put it, or I'm going to give that money to Mercedes-Benz. I chose the latter. Perfectly legal. But people going out, for the most part, buying cars is, is, a, is a depreciation depreciating asset. People take the money out their house to start a, a business that might fail. You know, if you're if you're if you're borrowing money at three percent, which is the standard rate now, and you're getting seven percent off of it, then it's a, a good move. But people are going to touch that equity for their own personal desires. And what's going to happen is you bought the house at three seventy five or three fifty. It's worth five fifty now. You're not selling it because if you sell it and pull out. The, the delta of 175, then you got to go to another house where it's going to be even more expensive. So you're staying in that house. You might Airbnb it if you leave. But people will not just let that equity sit there. It's like cash. It's like cash in hand almost burning a hole through your pockets. 
People are gonna go out and they're gonna take that money and they're gonna buy stuff with it. And then what's gonna happen is, so now you bought for three seventy five, it's worth five fifty. Now you pulled equity out. Now you owe five twenty five on it. You might have taken that money and put it into something. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't work. But now the loan to value ratio on your house is ninety percent. Then you find out the bubble burst, pop. Eh, now your house is only worth four forty. And what happens is people get hemmed up. All of these rising costs and stuff. You've taken that money out. You're not making more money, but gas is 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 doubled. Inflation's going up. Just basic cost of living is going up. You get upside down, you get behind on your payments, they foreclose, and then someone like Lance J comes in and swoops in. So all the people, I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to wait till 2024, and I'll be buying your house on a foreclosure or, or for 55 or 60 cents on a dollar. And all that money, all that fake equity that you, that you pulled out getting crowd molding, getting new hardwood floors, getting, getting, getting the, the silver or brass fixtures in your in your bathrooms. That's gonna be my money because I'm I'm not paying eight hundred grand to live in, in Nashville, man. I rather I rather rent. I rather be somewhere small and, and be mobile. Wait till this thing bursts. Wait till the foreclosure run happens because we've we've seen if you don't if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. And I saw I had a front row seat. I had a front row seat at the last economic bubble. That's how I got out of finance and real estate and underwriting and mortgages and got into healthcare. Cause I had enough sense to figure out that as long as there's a Starbucks and a McDonald's on every quarter, people are always going to need healthcare, but people are not always going to need crown molding. Lance J show. James Lewis. Shout out to all them guys, man. Rashid Wallace, you know, you know, Catino Mobley, you know, um, Sean Red Smith, Terrell Stokes, you know, all of those guys. A lot of them are um, Philadelphia legends when it comes mm-hmm. to the basketball. Right. You know, but I drop real numbers on them. <laughs> <laughs> so what would that make me? <laughs> Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Are you jamming people up? Are you crossing people up? All of that. Are you? Is all of the above? Yeah, I was. I was. Um, Similar to Iverson. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.